Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Well, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your, uh, your company. Always uh, good to have you join us. Uh, lots to talk about this morning. A breaking uh, story overnight uh, with uh, the events in Brasilia uh, and the Bolsonaro supporters basically doing a Trump and his supporters uh, echoing that uh, well, almost well, just over two year ago anniversary of the storming of Congress in the United States. Apparently this is just the norm. I'm amazed that we didn't see that from the Remain supporters, eh? Amazed we didn't see that from uh, us Brexiteers, given the treatment that we had for quite a few years uh, since that uh, Brexit referendum. We'll talk about all of that. Well, indeed, we'll cross live, speak to the Times' Latin American correspondent, uh, uh, John Bonfilio, uh, to uh, get the latest on that. Um, of course, an awful lot of us, though, let's face it, a little bit of a late night last night. Well, for those of us who go to bed at a reasonable hour to get up for an early morning uh, radio and television show, uh, we're watching Prince Harry on ITN. An interview with Tom Bradbury, an old family friend, both of William and Harry, although, as we understand, given his dealings with Prince Harry in recent years, no longer uh, within Prince William's circle. But fascinating interview uh, in which Prince Harry basically, as I say, accused the royal family of being complicit in the pain and suffering experienced by his wife, insisting, though, interestingly, despite those accusations on Oprah Winfrey about question marks about the skin colour of his unborn child, uh, insisting they are not racist, insisting he does want to uh, uh, make, you know, get back into the family fold and make amends. Um, but um, I'm not sure everyone will think that's very likely, given that the, well, the revelations in his book and in various interviews of just the most extraordinarily personal and private conversations. Once again, total hypocrisy from a prince who claims he's had his own privacy invaded. And oh, by the way, everything is the fault of the tabloid media, if you check more closely. Well, let's talk about all of this and plenty more besides with political commentator Ali Marash, who joins me once again in the studio. Good morning. What a treat. Morning, Julia. Yeah. Lovely to be with you. Is it only last week I saw you? <laughs> um, look, I, I'm sure you watched this uh, documentary, well, this, this interview as well. I have to say, I mean, the usual thing is that everyone just criticises someone. Why didn't you ask this? I thought, personally, that Tom Bradbury asked an awful lot of the questions that I wanted to ask. He did a good job, actually. Oh, I thought yeah, it was going to be a whitewash, yeah. but he, he, he actually did a good job. Yeah. He was quite probing in a nice way, but 
but robust. He was pretty yeah. robust. And I think uh, there were some cringe moments as well when he said, I mean, Harry, you talked about losing your virginity. And then Harry says, well, we can talk about yours if you want, Tommy. Yeah, no, no, let's not go there. He obviously there. knows the story. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, they, they, they clearly, I mean, as we know, you know, Prince Harry and Meghan only give interviews to people who were, who were going to, I mean, you know, toe the line and such. But I don't think he did. I thought, no. I thought yeah. he actually took, uh, uh, you know, made an awful lot of very reasonable uh, um, you know, put reasonable questions, and also including like attacking the issue of privacy. I think the the key one that an awful lot of the papers are pulling out is about you know the royal family's role with uh, Harry and Meghan, um, but also um, uh, re- the race issue. I mean, this all came out of the Oprah Winfrey interview, didn't it? Um, this uh, this the, the senior royal, no names mentioned, had had questioned the colour of the skin of. In fact, I believe Meghan wasn't even pregnant at the time. Um, a conversation, by the way, which virtually every family where there's been a mixed race uh, race will have asked um, um, and and again and, and and certainly with the certainly with the gingerhead person I know because I married a gingerhead person and these questions were asked in my family which which um, Harry alluded to actually he yeah. said that these questions would be asked I mean the interesting thing he also said Julia was that um, he didn't think Lady Susan Hussey was racist yeah. either in that uh, uh, and, they, and said that Meghan was very fond of her yeah. again I, I didn't necessarily when I was very critical of Susan Hussey um, and I, I didn't think that necessarily she was racist I, I thought the questions she asked were racist because she wouldn't have asked those questions of me um, and because I, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the second generation white, uh, white immigrant in terms of Irish parentage as many people in this country are but she wouldn't have questioned that and I, and I there is nothing that's happened since that makes me think that the line of questioning was acceptable. And I'm going to stand by that. That doesn't mean I think she's a bad person or that she's racist. I don't think we need to fling that word. Did she have hatred in her heart? And did she think that this woman was, you know, was was less than her because she was a different... No, I don't think there's any reason to think any of that. But I, the line of questioning, I think, was the issue. But let's focus on, on what Harry did have to say. So royal family, not racist, um, but... The interesting thing is his big criticism of the royal family has been the and the royal and, and, and it, when it was not about just sort of you know the powers that be and the and the staff and the aides it was that the royal family themselves so remember he's very careful never to criticize the queen when of course she could presumably have dealt with everything if she if she'd wanted to so I think maybe he's just too clever uh, to actually than to criticize the queen he knows that would be a step too far um, but but the idea that you know they basically allowed these narratives about Meghan and these rows about, say, Kate and Meghan. I mean, God, people are arguing about bridesmaids' tights. How, I mean, seriously, there are people who can't feed their kids right now. And, and people are worrying about, oh, does the bridesmaid wear tights? What's wrong? I mean, get over yourselves, people. Um, get a real problem. Um, got no time for this at all. But um, she said talking about it. <laughs> but but, um, but, but he, they, his, his criticism of the royal is that they allowed these narratives to sit there. And they allowed to, they used the media and allowed the media to use them. And yet there he is, having done that Oprah Winfrey interview, and his wife saying this about his own family, fingers being pointed, Prince William being asked, are you a racist family? And having to sort of deny that. And now he's saying, no, my family's not racist. And no, Meghan never said that. But he allowed that narrative to sit there for over a year. So he's done exactly the same thing that he's accused the palace of doing. That's right. I mean, look, he's got um, deep-seated uh, uh, troubles still from losing his mother when he was very young. I He's we a can, damaged we young can, man. We can empathise. Um, but yes, the, the the crux of the issue here seems to be that uh, he, he feels that his wife was um, effectively targeted. There was a standoff between her and, and, and Kate and that the palace was putting out briefings in the press that were deeply uh, unhelpful, to put it politely, to his wife and to him. And that that is the crux of the issue. Now, but I do find it slightly odd. I mean, it's not as if his... 
father had a great relationship with the press when he was having uh, his relationship with Camilla. It's, uh, the, the press is the press. The press will always well, find salacious Well, gossip. actually, he, most of the time, he, his criticism was of um, the British media, particularly the yes. British papers. He wasn't criticising TV stations. He was criticising the tabloid media. Um, but again, and again, this sort of this attacks on Meghan. And my, you know, if you go back to Diana, Fergie, Weighty Katie, Camilla. I mean, the attacks on Camilla, I mean... Mega, I mean, that was just a long line. Now, people could say, oh, is it sexism? Because you've got a load of middle-aged men who are writing about often these young, attractive women, or in the case of Camilla, apparently not attractive enough, older woman. Um, and, and, the, and the hatred, you know, sometimes that's directed at these women. Actually, most of the harassment of the, of the royals is done by foreign paparazzi the British media, the British newspapers don't buy those photographs. You know why? Because I, I mean, there are actually rules now, but actually, because it ain't worth it ain't worth their while. Um, uh, but but those those photographs, they are sold for huge sums of money to the forum. I mean, French and US magazines full of this stuff, um, and it's lapped up by the people who claim to be avid royal fans. Oh, I love Kate. I love Meghan. I love them. And there they are buying magazines full of pictures, paid for, um, paying people, I mean, often hundreds of thousands of pounds to photographers who harass these people on a daily basis. You're not a royal fan if you buy this stuff. But but as you say, Julia, it's right to point out it wasn't only he and his wife who've been targeted by whoever, the press, the paparazzi, whatever you want to call them, for years. I mean, all of them have been. And that doesn't mean to say that that's right. No. And in fact, it should be pushed back upon. And I think he, he has got a point there about press intrusion. But it's not like he was only singled out. But, but some, of the, some of the things he said, Julia, I mean, revealing the the conversation that Prince William had with him after they've just buried their grandfather. And the conversation with Prince Charles. If your brother grabbed you and turned you towards him and said, Harry, I love you. I swear I want you to be happy. I swear on mummy's life. That is very intimate. Do we really need to know that? And again, also, the fact that criticism of Thomas Markle, Meghan's father, is always based on, we can't have a conversation with him, we can't go and see him, we can't do anything, because we know that everything will just go straight in the media. And then, of course, we know that Meghan, in that text message to one of her aides at the palace, when she wrote the Thomas Markle letter that that became the big issue of the Mail on Sunday uh, court case, she actually wrote it in the knowledge that it was bound to become public. But this is it. Of course the royal family are not going to have private conversations with him, because they know there's no such thing as a private conversation. I'm just fine. Also, let's talk about the Taliban. I mean, this happened. This this came out in the the start. I mean, bearing in mind, by the way, the book's not out till tomorrow. <laughs> we know the whole thing. Um, there's also, by the way, we're going to be talking to American journalists about what uh, Prince Harry had to say to CBS. Their 60 Minutes uh, um, uh, interview with uh, shorter than the ITM one. Um, uh, we're going to find out what we had to say uh, to him as well in that interview. Um, but the Taliban uh, revelation in the book shocked quite a lot of people that he'd had 25 cal- Taliban kills. I personally. Wish he'd had more. Add a couple of zeros to that. I'd be perfectly happy. The world's a better place with more Taliban fighters dead, as far as I'm concerned. I say, well done, Harry. But we know you don't talk about it for a very good reason, because, you know, this only just will inflame things. He's made himself more of a security target. He's made his children more of a security target. His, 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 the royal family. And indeed, things like the Invictus Games, one of his great, I think, achievements uh, as a royal and, and, and as a charity campaigner. Um, that was a really foolish thing to do, wasn't it? It was. And I think it was in poor taste. And one of the things that Harry is very known for and loved for is the Invictus Games mm. and his military service. It's one of the things I think it was like his second family, if you like. 
Uh, and I do think that it's gone down like a lead balloon with a lot of senior figures. Well, a yeah. lot of figures generally uh, in the in the armed forces thinking you don't talk about things it's like that, specifically it. without clearance. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.